0: Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're excited you're here, and we hope today's message encourages you, builds your faith, and brings you hope for the future. May God bless you as you listen into to today's message. Uh, this December, we went through kind of, um, we went through the, the word hope. Is that an acronym? Is that it? Yep. Okay. So H-O-P-E, we had H stands for hope, O stands for open uh, P was prize, and then we have today, and that's E, and I get to speak on engage. Um, and so I'm uh, pastors like you're speaking on engage. Do whatever that means to you, and, <laughs> and and I'm like, man, that that's that's kind of a fun little topic because that can go a lot of different ways. Um, but so I, I was praying about it, and and so uh, I'm excited to uh, to speak with you guys today on engage. But I have a confession to make. I don't like engaging with people in public. <laughs> I don't. I don't. And you guys are like, but you're a pastor. You're supposed to like that, right? Um, and, and, like, that's totally true. And and don't get me wrong. This isn't always true, right? Um, this isn't true if I run into you at Walmart or something. So don't get weird if you're like, oh, he said he doesn't like to engage. <laughs> it's nothing like that. Um, but I think um, one thing is I, I like to invo- – I try to avoid the in-person checkout lanes. Does anyone do that? Like, you're like, where is the self-checkout? Boom! Yes, let's go. Anyone? Yeah. Okay. Come on. Yeah, we got some fist pumping. Um, so I avoid the in-person checkout lanes, and and um, I live for those things. And I get what I what I need, and I check out quickly by myself. Um, I'm an only child. That's just the way I like to just get things done. Um, but for me. Um, it's just easier to just scan what I have and skip the pleasantries, right? Like, hey, how you doing, right? Like, that's just, and I'm just being, like, real with you guys. Like, that's just, like, my my nature. I just, I don't want to be like, hey, how's it going? Great. Okay, thanks. <laughs> then, oh, yes, you're you seeing what I'm getting for dinner. Okay. And do I want a receipt? Get out of here, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But um, now this doesn't mean that I don't like people. Okay, I don't want you to get I don't want you to think that I don't not like people. Uh it may have something to do with the fact that I'm an introvert. Uh, but one thing I can say for certain is that a lot of times it's easier to not engage. Right? It's just easier and and it's 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 uh less stressful for some people. Sometimes engaging with others is is uh stressful and can give you people anxiety and um it's just easier. I mean, um I don't know if that's how God created us though, Um, but it's just easier to just do your own thing, ignore (laughs) everyone, ignore everyone. I'm sounding like Scrooge now. (laughs) Oh, didn't think about that one, no. Uh, But how we know this to be true, in a show of hands, like it's easier to not engage, right? No, just me, all right, I'm done, no. Um, But it's just easier, right? Um, I find a lot of times uh, when I don't have a self-checkout lane, and I'm forced to check out with someone who's uh, someone else scanning my items. I have to push myself to to engage with that person. And and by that, like I don't mean just like the, like hey, how's it going? Like oh, you good? You too? Okay you just like awkwardly stand there like that. I mean, more engaging than that, right? Um, I find a lot of times when I I smile or I squint my eyes because I can't see my smile because of my mask. (laughs) Sometimes I just, I know that they can't see that I'm smiling and I just like will save myself the effort of actually smiling because I know they can't see it. So I just squint my eyes. (laughs) Is that terrible? (laughs) It's just, I'm just being real. Like, that's just what I do sometimes when I'm in the mask, the mask <laughs> for my Batman. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> so, sometimes I just, you know, squint my eyes. Um, but I find a lot of times that when I smile or simply ask how their day is going, that one, it makes them realize that I care about them. Like, I mean, authentically ask how they're doing, like, not just like, hey, how you doing? Good, blah, blah, blah. Um, because sometimes we use that phrase as "how are you doing" or "how are you" as like a greeting, which is fine. But but to really ask the person that you're that you're engaging with uh, to actually engage with them, to ask them how are they doing. There's been times where um where I've been in checkout lanes and I'm just like hanging out in the checkout lane I guess today. But <laughs> but there's been a time where I've been in a checkout lane and the person is just downright mean. Has anyone ever experienced someone like that? Like and you're like. Are you? Are they okay? Like, should I get the manager? Like, you're like really angry. Um, I just I've experienced that a couple times, and um, and one time like I was just like one first my initial thought was like I'm kind of like offended like I'm a customer you know you should be nice to me right that's just like my, my first thoughts which is super bogus of me but it's just that's that's my first thoughts as like my my carnality right but then I thought we never know what people are going through. You know, she might be. This person might be having a, a terrible day, um, and so uh, in that moment, I asked. Um, now, I remember. I don't want to engage. I don't want to engage. I just want to, like, oh, this person's angry. Okay, see you. See you never. Have a great day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I say that sometimes. Um, but you know, we we just want to just be like, oh, sounds like they're having a bad day, and move on. Um, and but one time in in particular, um, God was just like telling me just. Ask how they're doing, which is can be a loaded question. Am I right? Um, <laughs> so, so I just said, "Hey, are you doing okay?" And, um, and I generally, like, genuinely was concerned. Like, are you okay? Um, and this person who is my my parents' age just started crying, and I mean, just I mean, all out, just just bawling her eyes out. And and I'm just like buying, I think like a. Um, a hitch receiver (laughs) and I'm just like oh this was not my what I thought would happen when I'm buying a hitch receiver um but she just started bawling and she's starting to tell me about all these things that are going wrong in her life and how her kid's this and her her other family is this and um and so I actually had an opportunity to to pray with her now if that's not engaging I don't know what is (laughs) if that's not engaging when you don't feel like engaging I mean come on um but, I mean, so we never, we never know what people are going through, right? Um, so we had one point. Uh, it makes them realize that you care about them. Um, and even though you put forth the effort into engaging with that person, God delights in us loving one another. God delights in us loving one another. John thirteen thirty four through 35 says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Um, and it's not easy because we and like I guess I keep talking like everyone is on the same page as me. Some people, you guys, like live for the self or the uh, the in person checkout lane. That's fantastic. I did a um, I did a Instagram story, um, whatever it's called, where you can vote. What am I thinking of? survey poll. Yes, poll. I did a poll. Um, and I was like, which do you prefer? Uh, the self checkout lane or an in-person checkout lane? Um, and 79% of people who follow me on Instagram, which isn't like super sound, but, um, 79% of them prefer the self checkout lane. And, um, and so I thought that was like super interesting, and like and it was all different ages too um and so I thought that maybe this is just like a millennial thing. people love to hate on millennials. Well, here I am, um but <laughs> all the boomers are laughing, cool, thanks, guys yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, <laughs> but um. No, but so this, this was uh, all ages, every, like most, 79% prefer self-checkout lane. Um, but I know there's tons of people who, who love to interact with people. Maybe you don't have uh, someone at home to just talk to all the time. And so that's like your social engaging time. And that's, oh, engagement. Mm. Um, and so that's, that's like an outlet for people. And I think that's great. I'm not hating on that. I just want to be really clear about that. This is just me. Um, but it's an opportunity to love people, right? Um, and even when we may not be in the mood going through the in-person checkout lane kind of forces you to engage, right? Um, I mean, now you could, again, do the thing um, where you're just like, oh, hey, hello, check out all my groceries, because I don't want to check out 40 items by myself, so I want you to do it. Um, (laughs) And that's, we've all been there, am I right? (laughs) Even if you prefer the self-checkout lane, if you have like 50 items, you are going to a person. Let's be real, all right um (laughs) thanks carolyn (laughs) she gets me (laughs) um but it kind of forces you to engage right um but it's up to us to make that experience a positive experience that we can show love right even in a small way to the worker or choose not to engage and miss a potential opportunity to love it's up to us if we engage or not Right, it's, it's completely up to us. Um, if that one experience that I had with, um, with this uh, checkout lane worker, I don't know what they're called. Sorry, uh, if you if you are one of those, you'll correct me. Uh, <laughs> we're a clerk. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but if I if I chose to go to that person and just like, oh, they're in a bad mood. See you never, and just go on with my day. Um, that would be a missed opportunity. I wouldn't be able to pray to that person. Um, I actually invited her to church um, and. I haven't seen her, but I'm gonna go back and get her, guys. Uh, but you know, there's uh, that was a that was a total um, divine appointment. I I honestly think because um, God gives us these little divine appointments, and they may be as small as just being in a checkout lane, right? Something that you're just, you're not thinking about spiritual stuff, you're thinking about all the stuff you have to do to get for people coming over or dinner this week or your kids' diapers or whatever. And you're not thinking about spiritual stuff, but then all of a sudden God slaps you in the face with a divine appointment, and you're like, oh, I have a decision to make. That's right. I have a decision to make if I'm going to engage or not engage. And there's a pivotal moment where you have to make an, a, a choice of what opportunity you're going to do. Um, switching gears quickly. Not many of you know this about me, but my father-in-law kind of give you a hint, but I love Jeeps. Like, I really like Jeeps. Oh, come on, we got some Jeepers. Does anyone have a Jeep? Come on, oh, oh. Oh, Jeep fam, what's up? Okay, okay. Um, so not only do I love Jeeps, but I love off-roading, right? Like, I don't want to be like a Jeep Wrangler with all the chrome and fancy stuff, and you're like, you don't even go off-road. like... What are you doing, right? Maybe that's just me. Uh, but when I was in my early 20s, uh, long story short, I, I did a, an internship in Reno, Nevada at a church. And I have some family out there. And, uh, you know, they don't have like, it's like a rust-free zone, right? That's the desert. And I had an opportunity to to get my first Jeep. So um, it was the vehicle I always wanted. I got a Jeep Wrangler. Uh, here's a photo of it right when I picked it up. Oh. You guys were supposed to say that. I thought I was going to be saying that with you. What? Aww. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the pity aw. <laughs> yeah. You, you're laughing because it's true. Um, so this is this is my Jeep Wrangler. This was my pride and joy. That's me. I was 21. I, um, I didn't know how to drive stick, but it was a stick shift. Uh, and so that night, I drove uh, off-road in the desert, and that's how I learned how to drive stick. <laughs> um, but it, it, was, it was super fun. Um, and as time went on, I, I did some things to it, and uh, I broke a lot of things on that rig. Um, but I quickly, uh, when I went, I took it back to Minnesota. We can just leave this up for a second. I, um, I went, took it back to Minnesota where I was in, in college in Minneapolis. <laughs> Minneapolis. Lots of off-roading experiences in Minneapolis. <laughs> right? So I, I quickly joined a Jeep club in the Twin Cities, and we'd meet up with our Jeeps and usually went off-roading on trails and sometimes mud. Very legal for live stream purposes. It was very legal. <laughs> totally okay to off-road in these places I went in Minnesota. Um. <laughs> uh, but when I first started off-roading, my rig was super small and I had like pretty much road tires. Uh but then I would hit some mud and uh we we got in some trouble. So I, I you know I, I started doing things and I learned a lot about vehicles and <clears throat> and how to fix my Jeep and all these all these kind of things. So um, so when we would get stuck, one of us would pull the other out, which was always fun. We always kind of hoped someone would get stuck. Has anyone off-roaded before? Oh, you're like, oh, yeah, we live in Wisconsin, dude. <laughs> uh, then we'd get muddy doing it. So here's some photos that you can envision. So we see this one. Let's look at this next one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now you're looking at this like, oh, did he know the doors were off before he went mudding? Yes, all the good decisions happen when you're 21. Oh yeah, that was a that was a uh, that was a new clutch day. <laughs> uh, so we had we had a lot of fun. Um, I'll just tell you real quick on this story. Uh, my buddies, I was with a bunch of uh, XJ, which are Jeep Cherokees, and they're like, "Yeah, just go through that little pond. You can see the bottom of it." And they're like, "If you get stuck, we'll pull you out." And I'm like, "Oh, sweet, okay." And so I go down and just sunk. (laughs) No one could get me out. A Silverado stopped by, and he helped pull me out. Um, Anyway, lots of fun stories, lots of fun stories. Um, How many people in here have four-wheel drive? Yeah, okay, okay. So, like, uh, 15 of you? Which is weird, because I'm like, hello, we live in, like, winterland. I always wondered when I was in Minneapolis why wow, I saw so many like, Priuses. I mean, like, I know that they're like eco-friendly, but I'm like, you guys live in Minnesota. Like, don't you just get stuck all the time? <laughs> right? But So when I come up here, I'm like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. Oh, this girl knows what she's doing. Um, so you, how many four-wheel drives again? One more time. Okay, that's a healthy amount. Yeah, all right. Uh, now, I'm not talking about that all-wheel drive. I'm talking about the real deal. Now, who has the real deal? Four-wheel drive. Okay, who has all-wheel drive? Wannabes. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> now, all right, so, so four-wheel drive one more time. All right, now how many of those are pickup trucks? M- most of these. Okay. Uh, so let's see this photo. Oh, here it comes. Oh, this is what I was pulling out most of the time I went off-roading. F-150s. This has nothing to do with my sermon. I just was looking through my photos and I was like, oh man, all these F-150s think they can off-road and they're so heavy and they just sink. Has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. It was just for fun. Uh, (laughs) So don't be this guy, Ford, or not Ford, just trucks in general. Um, So pull this guy out twice. He was was stuck all the way to the the frame, oh my goodness. Again, very legal place that we off-roaded for the record. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm especially looking at the pickup trucks. When you're in two-wheel drive, okay, this is for pickup trucks mainly. This is applicable for a lot of things, but I'm talking about mainly mainly trucks. When you're in two-wheel drive, your rear axle is trying to do all the work, right? It's easier to slip when you're driving. Obviously, there's not as much weight in the back unless you put a ton of stuff in it like sandbags, et cetera. Um, so if you're in deep snow or mud, it's easy to get stuck, right? Um, You don't have as much control in two-wheel drive, your front wheels aren't powered, so turning the wheel doesn't really help if you're stuck. Uh, And if it's slick out there, it's just a lot easier to slide into the ditch, right? This is, um, although ironically, I see a lot of four-wheel drive vehicles in the ditch because I think they get a little too cocky. Yeah, that's the word, yeah. I don't know if there's another word for that, but here we are. Um, But this is my point in in saying all of this. When you engage that four-wheel drive, it's a glorious feeling. When you engage that four-wheel drive, it makes everything better, right? Um, you engage both axles, you have more control, you're less likely to get stuck. You have the weight of the engine on your front axle which is now helping you along. You can turn your wheels to help get if, get out if you're stuck because you got the weight and you got the power, right? Um, you're in a much better place, right? Well, only when you engage that four-wheel drive. And all the people who drive not four-wheel drive cars I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, I'm speaking this over your life. You're just probably going to get one after this service. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. But when you engage into that four-wheel drive, you grow. When you engage, you grow, right? You have to make the choice to engage or not to engage. Just like when we're at the, the grocery store getting diapers or whatever you're getting, um, something's going to happen, uh, whether you see someone you know, um, and you can, you have the choice, right, to either blow them off or to, to talk to them and engage with them and love on them or pray with them or whatever God's prompting you. So this can apply to so many, so many different areas of our lives, but I'd like to just touch on a few. Is that Okay. If you said no, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <clears throat> first one is people, right? People, just like the checkout lane worker, it's important to engage with people in a loving way, even if we have to go out, or, out of our way. I want to note, the way we treat our Christian friends, this is important, the way we treat our Christian friends should be the same way that we treat those who are different than us in love. Jesus calls us to, right? Jesus calls us to. Um, and And like... Don't get me wrong, every time I see someone who, you know, guys, when, let's be real, okay, for a second. You guys are walking in Walmart and you're like, oh, Lord, they wore that to the Walmart? <laughs> Your first reaction is not, I'm gonna strike up a conversation with that person, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, but uh, this is the exact kind of situation that I'm talking about. I think it's a lot easier for us, and I'm, I'm putting myself in this position, too. I think it's a lot easier for us to, um to be like oh like I relate with that person because of what they're wearing the way they look the way they're presenting themselves right now and it's much easier to have a conversation with that person because they look like you they um or they have like a a cross necklace or whatever you they identify as a Christian or they have like a Jesus hat I don't know um but that that's like a more approachable person to you maybe right um and so I just I just felt like when I was writing this that God, God wanted me to say uh, that we should we should really be treating the people who, who may be different than us to treating the exact same as, as our, our Christian friends, right? Because it's so important to show love towards everyone. So even that, that person walking to Walmart who you may have just accidentally bumped into and uh, they may smell different than you. Who knows? I mean, there's all kinds of different scenarios here. Um, but God calls us to show love to that person. Right? Are you raising your hand, Heather? <laughs> as the person who smells? Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, Lord, this is not a time to raise your hand in this sermon. <laughs> all right, sorry <sighs> all right we're going to get back on track here. Jesus calls us to love people even if they smell um that's not on the that's not, that's a free one that's not on the screen um, <laughs> um, engage with your friends more than than a how are you and this is this is really important to me um, I think that it's really easy, like I said before, a little bit to get in in the stuck in a, hey, how you doing? Good, good, you know, and you move on. Um and that's not just with strangers, that's with our, our friends. Um when we get together, uh, when we talk on the phone or Zoom or whatever that is for you. Um I think it's 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 important to think about how how to interact with, with our friends, those who are close to us, even if they're not that close to us, but especially if they're close to us, um and ask think of questions that can that can open them up to uh, telling you about their lives, um, I recently had a, a college friend, not not a close college friend, but probably more of an acquaintance, but this person who was on um, my floor in college and they and they just uh, unfortunately committed suicide and and I found out through Facebook um, and I had a buddy <clears throat> comment uh, you know and ever I had friends making posts about the loss of this this friend. Um, and one one guy said, uh, "I was glad that I could talk to you um, earlier this month and see how things were doing, but I wish that I, I wish that I had the opportunity to just um, ask how you really were and know how you were really feeling. Um, and and man, I just I just felt like I put that on my heart uh, today to just to just as we're going through this winter season, um, check on your friends." Um, engage with your friends, um, not just the strangers that you encounter in your life, but, but your friends and, and make sure that they're, they're doing okay. More than like a, hey, how are you? Because how many know it's so easy to just be like, good, move on, right? Um, and on the other end of that, um, make sure you're open to talking about how you feel if you're that person. Uh, that's super healthy. Um, if you're not doing okay. Don't lie to everyone saying that you're fine when you're struggling, or if you go home and you cry on the way home from church, or if you go home and and you're struggling and whatever situation, uh, be open to talking about that. I think that's that's super big. So that's on the the other side of that. Um, our other point is uh, worship. How many know worship isn't a spectator sport? I'm not just being the worship pastor here, um, but. How many How many of us, it's, it's not a spectator sport. Um, in this example, I wanted to hit on musical worship. There's a lot of different ways we can worship, right? And we talked about that. Uh, if you were here like a year ago, we talked about the seven Hebrew words of praise, uh, different ways that we can worship. Um, in this example, I wanted to just talk about the musical worship, um, like what we do here on Sundays, or even if you're listening to worship music, like anywhere driving, please keep both hands on the wheels when you're worshiping and driving. Um, <clears throat> But <laughs> it's easy to come to church and just get through worship and take notes during the sermon, right? Like, you're just, some people are like, oh, I'm not musical. I'm just going to stand here and get through this part and because uh, I came here to listen to the sermon. And don't worry, like, I'm not offended. So uh, if you're nodding your head, no, I'm kidding. But um, but that, that's really easy to so just come here. Uh, you get stuck in the rut, and you're doing the same thing every week, and um and there's, there's nothing wrong. I want you to take notes during sermons. That's fantastic. Um, everyone's like, oh. <laughs> um, taking notes during the sermon is fantastic. Um, friends, can I just say, you get so much more out of worship when you engage. I want to say that one more time. You get so much more out of worship when you engage. And I'm not just saying that as the worship pastor. I'm obviously passionate about worship, but um, it's amazing how many... How, how many things God can do through you in that time in worship, that intimate time in worship, um, even though people are around you. Um, and when you open yourself up to saying, God, what do you want to do through me? And how can I, how can I love you right now, Jesus? Um, it's amazing how much more you can get out of it when you engage in worship. Sometimes you need to put uh, measures in place just to make it easier to worship, to engage in worship. Just like intentionally engaging with people, so you won't that you wouldn't normally engage with. You have the you have to intentionally take a step to engage with God in worship, right? It's the same thing as the checkout person. Oh my gosh, he's still talking about talking about the checkout person. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> but it's in, intentional uh, engagement is what we have to be mindful of, and it's the same exact thing in worship. We have a choice to make when we're in worship, and I'm not talking about just here in church that's that's a great example and it's a perfect uh way to to engage in worship but even when you're when you're driving when you're at home you're listening to worship music and you're cleaning uh you can still worship as you do all these things uh it doesn't have to be a specific setting um but god god delights it in us any any kind of worship god loves that Um, so if you're ever like, oh, well, I can only worship in this building, uh, with these songs or, or whatever, throw that out the window. God, God wants your worship all the time. And there's, there's so many ways that we can worship him. Um, again, we have to choose to engage. Um, sometimes you need to, um, oh, sorry. That means I got a couple points here. That means, one, not worrying about who is watching you slash can see you. I know this is a big thing. Uh, and this this part I'm talking about here when we worship here or at other churches or whatever you're doing. But I know you all don't go to other churches because <laughs> you're here. Um, <laughs> nervous laughs. Uh, no. Um, but that's, that's something that to be mindful of. Sometimes it's, it's, uh, we're worried about, like, oh, singing. Who, who's around me? Who can hear me sing? I, I was just sitting up here for, like, the first time in a while. And where's Jamie? Oh, brother Jamie. Come on, dude. That boy sings. <laughs> that dude is not worrying about who can hear him. Uh, sometimes when we're listening to the uh, live stream, we have these crowd mics. And I'm like, who is who is who is singing? And then I'm like, oh, I think Jamie's being picked up in the crowd, Mike. So way to go, man. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, give it up for Jamie. Come on. So the one, that means not worrying about who is watching you slash can see you. Number two, thinking about the words that you're singing and mean them when you sing them. This is, this is a huge reminder that I have to constantly tell myself uh, as one who's up here leading the worship. And even today when I wasn't, um, I, I was getting into the music and then I was like, whoa, am I into this song or am I into these words? And I think that that's, that's a really important thing to just stop and reflect and ask yourself, why, why am I doing this? Why am I raising my hand to this? Am I raising my hand because it, the, the music sounds great and I'm into it? Or am I declaring like what I'm saying, and I'm meeting what these lyrics are? Because these lyrics are powerful stuff. So those, these, that's another way that you can take a step and engage with God in worship and putting a measure in place. Number three, stepping out of your comfort zone. Ooh, he preached on that last year. Yeah, I did. It's it's a super important important part that that no one likes. It's just the same thing as um, as engaging in the checkout lane when you want to go home. Uh, a way we can engage in worship is the same thing. Uh, we have to intentionally make that choice to maybe maybe raising your hand is, is, is not what you normally do on Sunday morning. And that's okay. Um, baby steps are awesome. Um, if you guys remember, does anyone remember that video I showed a while ago about different, like, levels of worshiping? And one is, like, carrying the TV. <laughs> you can start easy. And then, and then you know, like, my, my fish was this big. Or and then I don't know what this one was, but <laughs> so there's different levels. Um, but no, that's it's it's a it's a it's fine to have different levels, right? No one's, but it's important to to realize no one's looking at you, no one no one's watching how you worship, or no one's listening to you. This is just an intimate moment between you and God. How you engage is up to you, and it's up to our choice to make that. So whatever your comfort zone is, think about that and, and think to yourself, what's the what's how can I step up my engagement in worship? Okay. The third one is the word. The word. If there's something, listen. To this one. If there's something I procrastinated on the most, it's taking time to spend time in the word. If there's something I procrastinated on the most, it's taking time to spend in the word. Um, there's there's a lot of times <clears throat> where uh, we we may get up and we're like, ooh, I need to, I need to spend some time with the Lord, and so. Um, I'll do that tonight. And how many times do we know when, whenever we do that, something comes up, something comes up, or we forget. Um, And that's super normal, I think. But we have busy lives. We have schedules. And just like anything else on our busy schedules, we have to take the time. We have to make the time to spend in the Word of God. And when we do take the time, we need to be intentional about how we do it, right? Um, I found myself at times where where I'm trying to... um, I'm like, I'm going to read my Bible right now. Um, and without, like, context and just random verse, like, I get nothing out of it, right? So it's important to, to take, um, take measures of how you can engage in the Word. You can set up a reading plan. If you need suggestions, come see me after service. Uh, there's apps on your phone to help you stay connected. Um, but you have to. I think it's important to, to be intentional about how you how you hear from God, how you read His Word, knowing the context of what's happening, um, and how you can engage that into your life. Um, read your Bible in the morning. I know a lot of. I know not everyone is a morning person, um, but make that coffee and enjoy some quiet time in the Word. Coffee in the Word is a cliche for a reason. <laughs> coffee in the Word but first coffee right um, but seriously um, man the, the, the morning is those intimate times where, that we have um, we're not we're not thinking about everything we're doing during the day everything that just happened during the day um, it's it's new right um, so read your Bible in the morning I think that's that's an awesome way to engage um, there's actually a lot of engaging that the Bible talks about Psalms holy smokes Psalms is filled with different ways that we can engage in worship, uh, Psalms. I'm just going to read a few. We're going to have them on the screen here. Uh, psalm 100, 1 through 4 says, "A psalm for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people." and the sheep of his pasture, enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. Come on, that fi- that was filled with engagement in just those those four work those four verses. I mean, and honestly, like a lot of commands, like they're not just like ah, oh, if you feel like it, if you're not too tired in the morning, um, give thanks to him, bless his name. We are his people. Um, so. Psalms is is amazing. Let's look at another one. Psalms 33.3 says, Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. Psalm 147.11 says, But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and in those who hope in his steadfast love. Psalm 74 says, May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say evermore, God is great. God delights in our engagement with him. God delights in our engagement with him. And I think that that's, um, it's such a simple way that we can, that we can show God love and that we can, um, engage with people and worship in the word. And these are just three things that I'm hitting on today. There's a lot of, a lot of different ways that we can engage, um, but these are just examples. I mean, there there are engagement, sorry, there are examples of engagement all over Psalms. Uh, if you're if you're ever looking for an example, just literally open that book. And there's so many examples. So I encourage you, if you haven't done that, a lot of people will, will do a reading plan and they'll have like, they'll be looking, you know, for example, reading the book of Jeremiah and then they open up a Psalm. Um, and it's a, just a, an awesome practical way that we can engage with God in the word so you may be sitting here today wondering if you're engaging like am i doing this right um you may be sitting there not listening to the sermon which would be a pretty good example of not engaging i'm just i'm just throwing that out there uh, but god calls us to engage um you may be sitting there here thinking of ways that you can engage with jesus better right and that would be awesome i love that um Ways you can engage with people better or ways that you can engage in the word of God better. Um, Each step that we take, each step starts with us. Each step starts with us. It's so important that that we take a conscious step to engage in any of these areas. Amen. If we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we have to take action and show it if we need to love people even when we don't want to, or we need to love people even when we don't want to, Jesus commands us to. i want to read that one more time. If we wanna be the hands and feet of Jesus, we have to take action and show it. We need to show, we need to love people even when we don't want to, because Jesus commands it. And this is something I think that, that it's so easy for us to, to get to get stuck with not doing. But we have to make that choice, right? If we want to point others to Jesus by the way we are and how people see us, we have to take action and do it. I'll read that one more time. If we want to, if we want to point others towards Jesus by the way that we are and how people see us, we have to take action and do it. There's so many ways that we can we can tell people about Jesus, but I think the best way is through action. Um, Inquire uh, in, in college, I had a an amazing professor, and his biggest thing, not his biggest thing, one of his, his big things were, um, was, and it involved music, but I think it's so applicable to so many things. Demonstration is better than explanation, right? Demonstration is better than explanation. In this context, he was talking about music. It was so much easier to show you what he wants, right? Through conducting, through singing it back to you, than trying to explain it. Well, there's a quarter note here, half note here, Right, and I think it's the same way with the way that we engage with people, the way that we interact with people. Demonstration is better than explanation. People will be will be pointing people towards Jesus by the way who we, by the way we are, and by the way we act around others. If we want to grow in our relationship with Jesus, in worship, and in His Word, we have to take action and live it. Engagement equals action. Engagement equals action. Let's choose to take action and engage with him starting today. Amen. Let's think of the ways that we can that we can engage with with him, with other people, in his word. So I just want to take a a few moments and let's just think about these ways that we can that we can engage with God more. Ways, I mean that's that's why we come to church, right? Because we want to grow. Right? We don't come to just be entertained and and to see our friends that we know we we come because we're saying we want to be challenged in the word we want to be challenged in our relationship with God and and it starts with us taking a taking a moment to to intentionally engage so i just want to take a moment we're just going to close our eyes real quick i just want us to think about the ways that we can engage with God with people in worship in this word Father God, we thank you for for this opportunity that we can just come in this place and and be challenged by your word, gotta be encouraged by your word. God, that we can come to this place and and focus on you and worship you alone, Jesus. God, we thank you for these different ways that we can engage you, Jesus. Whether we're loving people, whether we're worshiping you, Jesus, God, whether we're we're engaging in Your Word, God, we just pray that today that we walk through these these doors as we leave today. And God, I just pray that everyone is thinking of different ways that they can they can look to You, Jesus, God. That they can they can grow from You today, God, changing the ways that they live their their weekly routines, waking up an hour earlier, a half hour earlier, even ten minutes earlier, just to spend some time in Your Word, God, taking baby steps stepping out of your comfort zone in worship, Jesus. God, we pray that, that, that these things will just be taken to heart today, Jesus. And we thank you for the opportunity that we can do this in a public area, God. That we can, we can do this all in, in one building and as, as one family, Jesus. You're good, Jesus. And everyone said, amen, amen. Thank you guys so much for being here this week. Uh, let's just give God some praise real quick. Come on. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. For- Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, please consider supporting us. You can make an easy and safe donation on our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com give. Thank you for your generous donation.